Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Fourth and final hour on a Friday. It's about to get weird. A lot of bad takes this week. A lot of big stories. A lot of big topics. And it's not going to slow down anytime soon. By the way, when you say bad takes, let me just say that. We think they're good takes. Oh, they're phenomenal. (laughs) I think they're accurate. I stand by my take. The Wire was a very overrated show and was not good. And pizza is fast food. I mean, whether they're good takes or they're bad takes, the reality is... Kale and company, we're kind of right. We're not always (laughs) right. Might not be 100% right, but we're kind of right. 855-839-1210, the phone number. We will speak with comedian Jim Florentine at 9.30, our morning mystery movie clip, in about 20 minutes. Uh, I want to get to a handful of these stories that I found fascinating to wrap up the week in just a moment. And again, very big week next week. Super Tuesday is coming up. We're already in March, so March 5th will be Tuesday. And then uh, six days from now, State of the Union, Joe Biden next Thursday. Uh, But Anne is in New Hope, and she has some thoughts on what we just played going to the last break. Anne, good morning. How are you? Hi there. Listen, the one thing about that, your, your staff there are all white. The guy who's doing telemarketing, he didn't have a choice. He couldn't hang up on the guy. He was, he, you were poking him. You're poking him, poking him like a, like, like a four little girls, poking him, poking him. Men's response to stress is they either withdraw or they attack. Women, because they're catty, they tend to the women around them and they befriend them and they form a little group like sparrows attacking an eagle. You guys just took that man and you made him very, very angry. And probably the next white person you see on the street is going to punch him. And I don't blame him. And we didn't do the prank, though. <laughs> I, I don't know that Andrew You're like a sparrow, you girl. You psycho. What the hell was that? I know. Great great job. Uh, great great phone screening in the back. No, I know. I, no, I, actually, I love that. Thank you. I want that. That was, that was amazing. I was going to... Now I think she's actually just confused. Poor I was Anne. I was going to ask Ann if she could... Uh, Anne, if she could spell caddy for us live on the air since <laughs> she used our word. Wait, did... Did she think... She thinks that we that, pranked okay. that telemarketer. No, we didn't do it. But <laughs> And by the way, okay, my criticism was it wasn't... It was not a telemarketer. It was actually like a, a bill guy. collector, bill collector guy, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who has a legit job? Right, it's hysterical. So I, I do relax. this. To, I do this to people a lot of times when I get these courtesy calls or these people that are trying to sell me something or even scam me. I, I mess with them all the time. You do? <laughs> oh my god! I'd be like, are you on Bluetooth, sir? I can barely hear you because actually, I think a lot of them work remotely and they've got these little fugazi headsets that are connected to their internet. They're not hardwired into like a a landline desk phone. And they always sound awful, and I play along with them, and they get frustrated, and then they hang up. The only thing I will say, usually if there's somebody like with a medical thing, they know what it is. He says, what's it for? Usually they know what it's for, or Mm -hmm. they can lead you to it. Yeah. So that was weird, but the guy did sound like a professional, real real person. I don't know if it was a scam. By the way, (laughs) I would love to hear how Florentine gets away with that because he has to get their permission to put it out on on so so they have to at some point he has to say, Hey, look, I'm I'm just you know, this is a phony phone call. But but Florentine's not calling these people. These people are calling him and it's his rebuttal. Interesting. But maybe he finally did pay it because he realized he owed the thirty bucks. Yeah. 
And so then he said, uh, yo, dude, I'm a comedian. Can I, do you care if I... I'll never forget two years ago, I had a collector call me. I owed $18 and some odd cents for something that I didn't even know was still out there. <laughs> and the guy was like, would you like to pay it off today? And I just, I was like, can I set up a payment plan? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Well, it's it's sir, it's only, I, but sir, it's like it's 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 this this was I think the summer of twenty one. I said we're in the middle of a pandemic and I'm out of work, sir. Um, <laughs> can I set up a payment? And he was oh, so love- he was like, "Well, how much?" And I was like, "I don't know, maybe four or five bucks a month. I'll get it done in the next six. By the way, I love how. <laughs> I love how caller Ann. She had a good analysis right there, but, but the Sparrow thing, but brought race into. I was that just going to say, what does race like, have what? to do with that? It's nothing. And and by the way, when an African American punch, punches a white guy, it's okay because of that phony phone call. <laughs> is what she said at the end. Oh, so she assault, also assault is acceptable. She wasn't talking about me because she said you're all white males. Ah, so she ah, wasn't. She was ah, not including she me. She excluded you. So I'm sticking up for it. It was very exclusionary of her. <laughs> by that the way, was not intentional inclusivity. By the way. By the way, Anne, uh, <laughs> New Hope. I, that's where you're from. Uh, at least according to the. I love New Hope. Call screener. A very diverse area. New New Hope is. Walk down the street and find and and try and find a black person in New Hope. Really, really diverse area. It's a rich, elitist area. It's and you're not sitting, elitist. Oh, it so is. Look at the New look at the prices of the houses there. People that work dummy hard for those up. houses. Like, yeah, it's, this is the reason why why black people punch white people. Look, you live in a gated community. You know you Stop do it. in a white area. <laughs> she worked hard for that. Stop. I'm sure you have a hate has no home here sign. Hey, look, you big dummy. I have a gate too. So she worked hard for that gate, and I worked hard for mine. Ugh, I'm sticking up for him. I hate people. <laughs> Stalker just torched a 90-year-old lady. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand why somebody would plan, but shut up. I Uh, love New Hope. If I were smart, I'd say thank you and leave. It's it's, it's where rich, elitist white people live. (laughs) Why do you say that? They're not elitist. Sure they are. They're not. I love New Hope. Once Greg gets off the air. I'm going to need to have a meeting with myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just saying, out of all the areas, Philly is a very diverse city, and the the areas around it are very diverse. New Hope, not so much. That's all I'm saying. Doesn't Bradley Cooper have a home somewhere in yes, New Hope? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's where rich, elitist white people live. <laughs> well, that's where we all aspire to live, isn't and, it? Uh, <laughs> and M, I, I think M. Night Shyamalan might live out yeah, there, too. So, I like, think so it, too. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I aspire to live in Florida. How about that? What a day! And hating on New Hope. I know. Well, I, I, I don't hate. I don't hate New Hope. I hate the people who call up and say we're not diverse enough. But yet, <laughs> she lives in an area nah. that's not diverse enough. Well, that's that's the typical uh, hypocrisy that you get. So. <laughs> There you go. All right. 855-839-1210. If anybody else has any uh, gripes, feel free to jump right in. We'll let you right on the air. We don't well, care. Free speech lives here. Wasn't the term sparrows, was that Game of Thrones? Which uh, HBO, you know, when they would say the little sparrows and they were the spies? I have no idea. I think that's what Anne was refer. I don't know, yeah. like referencing <laughs> the sparrows. <laughs> You want to get to this uh, Orlando airport story? Please, Ooh. please. This is, uh, this is fascinating. Um, what? So... I would imagine everybody in our audience has been to an airport. Maybe not everybody has flown because they're scared of heights or they don't like airplanes, but I would imagine you've either picked up a relative or a friend, you've dropped them off, whatever it might be. And I I was thinking about this. I've been to probably, what, Philly, Lehigh Valley, Newark, LaGuardia, JFK, Nashville, Atlanta, Phoenix, Vegas, Hawaii, Italy, 
But this one is in Orlando, an airport I've been to. If you've ever taken your kids to Disney, this would be the airport that you land at and arrive and depart from. So Orlando, the Orlando International Airport, the OIA, will now allow people that do not have a ticket to fly to shop, eat, travel, and visit around the Orlando International Airport. This is a bizarre story. I don't know anybody that would actually take up this opportunity. So the Orlando Airport is now welcoming anybody to visit Terminal C without a flight booked. And it's an attempt to boost the stores, the shops, the restaurants, the bars in the airport, specifically in Terminal C. Now, if I can recall, I've been to Disney twice with my uh, my wife and daughters. And I, I, I want to say Orlando, if you've ever been to Nashville, it's kind of like a mid-sized airport. It's not really a big, you know, it's nowhere close to Philly, Chicago, anything like that. So in Terminal C is where they have all their, like, different little bougie restaurants or maybe a little, uh, you know, place where you could grab, like, a Bloody Mary. And they want Floridians, the locals there, to come there and spend the day, spend the night, go out. I can't tell you how much I despise airports. And if my thinking is correct here, and if I'm reading the room correct, most people dread the airport. Whether you're the traveler or if you're picking up your mother-in-law or dropping off your kids for a flight to go back to college on spring break, they're home for the holidays, whatever it might be, who in their right mind would go to an airport and look, you know, Orlando, you know, beautiful area, although I, I, I like to be more coastal when I'm in Florida and I've got more access to uh, relief of the wind and the breeze and the water. Would you ever, let's say Philadelphia did this and they said, you don't need to have a flight booked. You don't need to have travel arrangements lined up. Would you ever go out to dinner at an airport? Would you and your buddies ever get together and go out to a bar at an airport? Who in their right mind would do this? I've said this. Like, I'm not a germaphobe. Stalker's the germaphobe for the show. Um, But I believe airports are one of the two or three dirtiest places on Earth. Agreed. Airports, airports, casinos, and daycares. Those those three places, (laughs) if you're ever going to throw a mask over your skull, I won't mock you. It won't work, but I won't mock you because these people and these places are just littered with germs. Just the smell of an airport gets me a little queasy. It's just there's too many people. Everybody's just rushing around. We're all stuffed in like sardines in a can. I, in a million years, would you could put a five-star joint that I've wanted to eat at for months and months and months. You could give me the best vodka double with club for two bucks. We could do dollar vodka days. We're not going to do dollar hot dogs anymore at Citizens Bank Park. Dollar mixed doubles. I still wouldn't go to an airport. Yeah. Yeah, spoken like a true drunk. Thank you. Well, I got a question for you. Yeah. Because if you have, if it's an international airport and you can go to a duty free shop, duty, duty, um, can you? Get goods like jewelry, perfume, that sort of thing. Apparently, you can have tax a whole, free. Make a whole day of it. You don't have to have anything mm. as far as tra- like you could legitimately show up to the Orlando International Airport, park your car, probably have to pay to park, get out, go in, and here's the worst part of it all. Keep in mind, you're still going to have to be screened security wise. So, does anybody actually? But you don't w- have to have a ticket. You don't have to have a ticket. 
but you still have to go through, be wanded down, patted down, take your shoes off, throw it in the little bin, have it slide through the machine, you know, go through there, put your hands up like this, and they, they wand you all to go out to dinner and have a few drinks. It doesn't seem like it's worth the, the, the hassle you have to go through. So I, I was blown away by this story as somebody that's been in probably way too many airports in my life traveling-wise. The so. only thing I would say, because they have some good, they have um, jewelry stores, clothing stores, high-end things where you would feel safe. But if they're duty-free and you get you don't pay the tax, it's like 8% off. No, that's true. So that is my question. Can you get to the international shops? The shops is if you're an international Passenger, mm-hmm. what, I, do you, what do you get? What comments are coming in now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at duty free. Duty. Because I'm seven. Uh, the, we've never had this ever happen on a poll question before. A hundred percent, almost a hundred percent. So the poll question on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/at1210wphd. If you're watching right now, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. Is New Hope elitist? Ninety-four percent say yes. Wow. Ninety. Who are the six percent that say yeah. no? You know, Dawn. We've, we've had some very questionable <laughs> takes this week, but you might have won the most accurate. Thank take you. Of the week. Thank you. You just totally redeemed yourself. Thank you. But if you ask me to des- to, to describe New Hope, Pennsylvania, I would say artsy and would, not diverse. I would say quaint, not diverse. I know, but I, I don't think I've ever driven elite. through or stepped foot in New Hope. You're kidding. Yeah. No. Your girl, your daughters would love it. Your yeah, daughters would it's love it. Crowded and. Crowded, it's lovely. It's really quaint. The shops and the, the dining, it's wonderful. Just I love New Hope. I just can't believe Greg went off on that lady like that. Got the little theater. Man. No, I'm just saying that if you're going to call this show and say that we, uh, we're we not diverse here, then, then you know, you, you better live in an area that is uber diverse. And uh, and New Hope is not diverse. That's all I'm saying. It yeah. is not a diverse maybe, area. Maybe it, she's in the rough spot of New Hope. It is where rich, elite <laughs> liberals live. Okay. I'm telling you. Not, well, not hey, necessarily. Yes. yes. And, and I want you to keep everybody. listening. We welcome rich, That's wealthy, right. white liberals to listen to this show. She, I mean, the Bucks County Playhouse. We love that Bucks County Playhouse. Yes. is delightful. Again, theater. We're we're going to concentrate What's wrong on with that? theater. Theater's nice. Yeah, we do have some liberals that enjoy consuming this show. I, we got, I don't. We I had our buddy say, Terry out in King of Prussia. He's no a P one. I have no problem he with loves that. It, man. I have no problem with. We that. might now have to go to New Hope on Sunday. It's going to be sixty four degrees. Let's do a remote out in New Hope. We'll do a little breakfast yeah. remote. Yeah, you can. Hate on Greg. Yeah. No, no I, I just, I, I believe that. Greg, Greg and Ann will have a cup of coffee together and hash out their differences. <laughs> I'm sure Ann's a lovely lady. Yeah, she definitely sounded like she was super triggered by a phony phone call that we didn't make. <laughs> but to come at us and say, oh, you're, yeah. you're three white people. Uh, man, you can't have a conversation about that. That person is just like, oh, Here's God. what we should do. We Imagine should... living your life like that. Why don't we patch like a it? bitter old woman. Let's patch Ann she back in. She wasn't bitter. Let's get Ann on the phone back at 930 and let her <laughs> interview Jim Florentine. <laughs> That'd be good. Since Jim Florentine was the one who did the prank. It's amazing. All right. Coming up next, we'll get to our morning mystery movie clip as we continue live here on a Friday morning. And looking forward to having Jim at the bottom of the hour. He was one of those four canceled Seattle comedians. And I'm sure Ann will be dying to hear from him. <laughs> Stay right there. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Kale and Company, as we roll on, Jim Florentine will join us at the bottom of the hour. One of the four that was canceled at a comedy club in Seattle. And Jim is joining 
join us because he's coming to the Keswick Theater in Glenside coming up on July 19th. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. for the No Apologies Comedy Tour featuring Tom Cotter, Tammy Pescatelli, and Jim Florentine. You can get tickets at keswicktheater.com, and Jim will join us coming up here at the bottom of the hour. But before that, let's give something away. It's time for the Morning Mystery Movie Clip. And now, the Morning Mystery Movie Clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Smile, Gurney. I am smiling. How much will it cost them, traveling all this way for this formality? Three guild navigators, a total of 1.46 million 62 salaries round trip. By the grace of Shaddam IV of House Carino, ascendant to the golden lion throne of Padisha, Emperor of the known universe, I stand before you as herald of the change. We're witnessed by members of the Imperial Court and as sister of the Bene Gesserit. The Emperor has spoken. Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210 and you could win this great prize. Hey, and once again today, the prize is a pair of tickets to That Old Black Magic featuring Keith Spencer on March 23rd at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Caller 12-855-839-1210. Morning Mystery Movie Clip Prize here on a Friday Best of Luck. I would say that was a little bit more challenging than the clips that we've had earlier this week. Well, I mean, we played half the movie. (laughs) I mean, that that was the longest clip ever. I I would love to know the through the editorial process how we decide on the clip that we're going to play and where we're going to clip it off at is the is the the rule of thumb keep it like thirty seconds uh, <laughs> two minutes but uh, there you go by the way the the poll is still up on YouTube it is New Hope elitist and we're still at ninety three percent yes yeah. <laughs> One of your strongest and most accurate Thank opinions you. to date Thank on this show. Thank you. So there you go. All right, Jim Florentine will join us coming up next. We'll have some fun with that as we wrap up the week. Still ahead, we'll get to what's on tap for the Dawn Show today in music history and who won Twitter today. I'm assuming a lot of comments continuing to flood in, so we will crown that winner in just about a half hour. Back after this with some comedy, some Actually, I should say some cancel culture victim, victims, uh, including Jim Florentine, one of the four from the Seattle Comedy Club. And he's coming to this area coming up later this summer. We're back after this here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Friday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Looking like a beautiful day once again here in the city of Philadelphia. We will speak to Jim Florentine coming up in just a moment. But first, we have our winner on the line, Brad's in Glendora, New Jersey. And he's our Morning Mystery Movie Clip winner. Brad, good morning. What clip did we just play for you, sir? Good morning, guys. Uh, it was Dune, I believe. Yes, that is correct, Woo-hoo! sir. Congratulations. You got the last pair of tickets for the Nice. Week. And we appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much, Brad. Hey, man. Thanks a lot, guys. You guys are rock, man. You guys. Yeah. Thank you very much, Brad. Before we bring uh, Jim on, should we play that uh, that that 
crank phone call again? Yeah, so let's play that again. It's uh, If you actually want to follow Jim on Twitter, by the way, it's at Mr. Jim Florentine. And what we're about to play for you is actually pinned at the top of his page. Yeah, it's from Terrorizing Telemarketers, Volume 3. It's called Sweet Cheeks. <laughs> I speak to Jesse? Yeah, this is him, sweetie. Okay, would you please not call me sweetie either, sir? <laughs> Sorry, Toots. Man, sir, would you please not talk to me like that? Calling about your bill to collections, it's uh, for a balance of $31.43. How much was that again, pumpkin lips? $31.43. What is it for, though? Uh, I don't know. I didn't order it. I'm not sure what it is either, Buttercup. Please don't talk to me like that, sir. <laughs> I don't know what it is, though. I would just pay the bill and get it over with. So it's $31.43. That's still a lot of money if you think about it, sweet cheeks. <laughs> Listen up, sizzle chest. <laughs> this guy is so... He's Hello? Up. He's Hello? I asked you to talk to me like that. So like what? <laughs> With those sweet cheeks and all that stuff. Uh, I don't go for that. No problem, color cakes. Hold on. <laughs> and that was not us pranking somebody. That was Jim Florentine, who joins us now this morning here on Kale and Company. Jim, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I just I, I haven't heard that call in a while. It's just so childish. <laughs> it really is. I really wish you would grow up, Jim. Honestly, I have no sense of humor. I have no time for this. Uh, actually, we played that about 45 minutes ago, and one of our callers called in and scolded us. She was under the assumption we were the ones pranking the telemarketer, not Jim Florentine. Oh, real? No, well, look, the telemarketer is calling my house. He's making up some bill that, I, that I, you know, he says I owe for something. So I'm just reacting to what he says. He's calling my house. So, you know, it's not I'm, It's not an outgoing call where I'm bothering somebody. Right. He's calling me so I can do whatever I want with my phone. Yeah, exactly right. Is that how you're able to uh, play those and release them on CDs because they call you? No, I mean, you can release them if, if there's outgoing calls. You just need permission. Gotcha. We do it with crank anchors all the time. We still do crank anchors to this day. That's all outgoing calls. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Jim Florentine is joining us. Obviously, you remember him from Crank Yankers. The podcast is called Everybody is Awful. He's also got a radio show on satellite on Ozzy's Boneyard. And he tells, um, well, he tells male genitalia jokes in comedy clubs. <laughs> I'm reading his Twitter profile. That's not me. Um, Jim, I, I got so many things I want to ask you about. But we were talking because last weekend Shane Gillis hosted SNL. He was canceled five years ago. We talked about that on Monday. And then we've been talking a lot about free speech and cancel culture, specifically in the comedy venue. And then we talked about the story that you can you know, enlighten us on and fill us in on earlier this past week when you were one of four that were canceled at a Seattle comedy club. So take my audience through that, how that transpired, and what was their rationale behind canceling not only you but three of your colleagues yeah we all have the same agent our agent book that does this club in seattle tickets went on sale like two weeks ago and then we get an email going hey listen um we're gonna have to cancel all these four acts you know we're a progressive club we have progressive values and their comedy doesn't align we check with community leaders local comedians and the and, you know, and everybody else in the area and your comedy doesn't align with our club. But we do support uh, free speech and artistic freedom. And we'd love to work with you maybe sometime down the road. <laughs> oh we wish you the best in your future endeavors That's and all amazing. that other mumbo jumbo nonsense. And anybody who's ever seen Jim uh, 
Florentine, like you're not a political comedian. Like you don't do politics. So what? Like what were they so offended about? I have no idea. I've never done politics on stage at all. Never. I don't, you know, I, have, I have no clue what. I, you know, I think I heard it was from like the local Seattle uh, comedians that really put it in the Booker's head. Like, hey, these look at what these guys do. Maybe they found some clips. Look, I played special ed that guy on Frank Angus with the helmet on. So that could have, it could have been anything. <laughs> I remember that. You know, Jim, I, I, there's a lot of things I want to ask you about, but I do want you to promote your uh, appearance coming up. You got a show coming up at the Keswick Theater. It's, it's a great in venue. Glenside, PA. Great venue. July 19th. Tickets go on sale in exactly 24 minutes at 10 o'clock this morning. The No Apologies Comedy Tour. Uh, to tell my audience a little bit about what you could in- anticipate or expect later this summer with what you guys have. Have lined up yeah well it's me tammy pescatelli and tom cotter who's on america's got talent all three of us been torn around the country doing this show and it's just like hey listen these are jokes and you know if you're gonna get offended don't show up at, at the show and we've been getting great crowds people come out and support it like thank god people are up there speaking their mind and we're laughing about it because at the end of the day we're just comedians just telling jokes we're just trying to entertain you 95 percent of comedians don't have an agenda we're not trying to change anyone's opinion we're just telling jokes jim you've been doing this for for a while did you ever i'm thinking back to late 80s early 90s there was this political correctness movement and then 10 12 years ago you started hearing all this this woke vernacular and well if 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 you make me uncomfortable you should be dealt with and you got to go did you i i always said my rule of thumb is whether it's music movies hollywood entertainment comedy check your feelings at the door because as you said they're just jokes it's and one of the things that i think is great about comedy is the best know how to go up to the line, and even sometimes cross the line. But in reality, it's just entertainment. And as you said, you're not trying to change anybody's ideologies or beliefs, uh, You know, whether it's social or political. Did you ever think it would get to the point where you have to worry about offending somebody to the point that it could cost you your livelihood? I never thought it would get to this point, but, you know, and usually the comedy clubs, they're okay with you coming in there and saying whatever you want. The comedy, comedy has never been bigger, ever. I mean, there's like 10 different comics that are selling out arenas now. Everyone's selling tickets. There's a million comics out there doing really well. Um, and usually the comedy clubs, people come there and they know what to expect and they want to hear you making fun of these woke movements that are going on because it's so easy to make fun of and it's right in your face. So how do you not talk about it? So rarely do you get, I've never gotten in all the years I've been doing comedy where I actually got booked at a club and then they canceled me two <laughs> weeks later. That's never happened. You know, some clubs will go, listen, we don't, you know, no, we're going to pass on him. We don't like that brand of humor. They might tell your agent that, but you never even hear that. Or they just say, no, we're booked and we can't, we don't have room for him. But never, you get canceled two weeks after you get booked. It's just funny to me because I've had, um, I've been in Jim's presence. I'm sure, Jim, you don't remember this, but I used to work at WISP, uh, which is now defunct here in Philadelphia. And you did a comedy show in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. And I was with a group of people and we all went out to like a restaurant after your comedy show. And Jim is just a ball buster. And he, like the waiter was there and he was putting pepper on on a salad and he kept saying, no, more pepper, no, <laughs> more pepper. And the guy was just looking at him like, no, more pepper. And he just, he, he had this, just, just kept cranking the pepper and cracking it. And he's just, he's just hysterical. And to think that he's, you know, he's being canceled because of, you know, uh, un-PC jokes, it's just, it's, it's astonishing to me. Mm-hmm. 
And then also, like, that club, like, all of us that got canceled, the other three comics, too, we all have following. So all of our fans would have came to that club. So it's not like you're getting people that are just walking off the street going, oh, let me check out this comedy show. Everyone now pretty much does research on the comics that are performing because there's clips of them online everywhere. So they'll go, eh, that's not my style of comedy. I'll pass. So we're not getting people that are just, go. I didn't know what I was going to expect. It's all your fans coming in that club, and they still decided not to do the shows. I wonder how much has to do, Nick, with and Don, if Mm -hmm. with him being on, because, you know, you've been on Gutfeld, and, you know, you've been where you're not political at all. Like, you're kind of branded with this, like, group of, quote-unquote, right-wing comedians, which I know you, and it's not you. So, like, like, do you think that has something to do with it? Easily, they could easily saw a clip online from yeah. that and just oh look, listen, he 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 goes he goes on the Gutfeld show every once in a while. That means he's on Fox, and that's it. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> that could have easily been it too. But I've known Greg Gutfeld for over twenty years. He used to do a show called Red Eye yeah, sure. that was on at three in the morning. All the New York City comics would do it because it was a fun show to do. They would tape it at seven at night, and we all go in New York take the show and then go do our comedy shows in New York City. And then all of a sudden it became like, oh, you can't go on his show now because Fox News. So I've known him for a long time. He's a friend of mine and he's got a big show. Why wouldn't I go on there? I'd go on if my friend, if Jim Norton was hosting a show on MSNBC, I'd go on there. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jim Florentine joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I know, Jim, you don't do political jokes, but wh- what do you think the comedians that do go down that road and focus on that kind of category specifically i mean we talked a lot about gillis being canceled on snl five years ago because of raunchy stuff with down syndrome children and things like that he comes back on snl he does do some political stuff i mean but to me if you're going to do political humor the venue should allow it to be a two-way street just like with free speech you know if you're going to mock a democrat or rip joe biden you should be able to do the same thing with trump and vice versa but it seems like a lot of the mainstream outlets for comedy, and I'm using that in air quotes, because nowadays you see these late night shows like Colbert, you know, they talk politics and they make jokes, but it's a one way street. They only bang on Republicans. Don't you have to make it a two way street and just let it be the way it is and just allow everything out there for the sake of the audience to enjoy? It should be that way, but they don't. It's it's crazy. I mean, you know, yeah, they made fun of Trump. Alec Baldwin for four years when he was in office, whatever. Every bit was about it. Every week he was on. And then Biden comes in office and they, they, they have nothing. There's nothing there. They, they, they can't find anything to make fun of. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it was crazy. I remember one time they did it. Uh, Jim Carrey played him. He wore sunglasses and he played like a like a CIA agent, yeah. you know. Like this cool guy, I'm like, does anyone think Joe Biden is cool? <laughs> He's got the and that's how they played him. Shit. I'm like, that's not Joe Biden, you know. So it's a, they're afraid to go on that side and make fun of it when there when there's uh, you know material there for some reason. So, um, but as far as doing comedy, yeah, listen, there's some areas if you do Trump jokes, they're not going to work mm-hmm. in a comedy club, and if there's some if you do Biden jokes, aren't going to work. So, you know, you got to figure that out as a comic. I've never went down that road, but there are comics that that can pull it off, and they just know they have to be booked in the right venues in the right cities for that for that stuff to work. T- take me inside the life of, of a comedian when you're in the moment and you're on a stage and you, you just said, you know, sometimes the joke doesn't land, whether it's, you know, political, whether it's racial, whether it's sexual, whatever it is. Um, when you throw out something that you've been working on, you've put a lot of time, effort,
effort and energy into it. You've been rehearsing it. You're, you're pouring your soul into your prep, and you're going to go out there for 90 minutes or whatever it might be and put on the best show that you can possibly deliver to people that paid to see you. And you have a joke or a string of jokes that are not landing. What do you do? Because I, I, I can just tell you, as comfortable as I am on a microphone, if I was in front of people delivering jokes in a setting like a comedy club and I'm swinging and missing, I would start to have a little bit of a panic attack. It is it is nerve-wracking, especially even if it's like a minute and a half and you did maybe like three or four jokes and then that landed. That minute and a half as a comic up there feels like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but you almost have to be like, Pey- remember Peyton Manning when he was at, came up to the line when he was playing with the Colts and he'd be like, all right, that guy over there, no, and he's changing the play. He's looking, he's looking at the defense. He goes, all right, I got to change this up, even though I just came up with something. So you're almost doing that on, a, on the fly as a comic. Yep. Like I did that last night. I did a show in New York and this stuff wasn't working i wasn't connecting with the crowd i go let me go to a bit that i know will win them over and then that's going to get a big laugh and then maybe i can go back into the stuff that i really want to do and that's what i did and it changed the whole set all right very good anybody who has not seen jim florentine needs to go to the keswick by the way the keswick is an amazing venue it's a great theater that's what i was going to say um it's 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 in a great area. There's a there's a restaurant right across the street. You can go and have dinner, and then you know go across the street and see this great comedy. But anybody who hasn't seen Jim needs to see this uh, show because he you are dude one of the funniest people, and you just I. It's just funny to me that you got lumped in with all of these other comedians that really you, you know, you just tell funny jokes and, you know, some of them are off color, some of them are not. But like that you get lumped in with all of this is just it's it's absurd to me that anything now that's that's even the 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 tattest bit edgy they're like well I, I don't know if we can do that here i don't know here it's a comedy club right i mean come on like i said the comedy clubs you, there's never there's no problem around the country all the cl- people come in at a yeah. club they laugh there's you know sometimes they if they you do a joke that's too off color or maybe you know political they won't laugh but then they'll they'll laugh the next joke yep yeah so usually this doesn't happen look could, you know, it, that club in Seattle is in the middle of that Chaz district where they shut the whole thing down, those four blocks, and had uh, the Summer of Love. So yeah. we're walking into the a war zone love. to begin with. That's, <laughs> the Summer of Love. <laughs> Remember the Summer of yeah, Love? Of you know, someone got killed, another woman got raped. But yeah, it was the Summer of Love, no cops. Yep. How'd that work out? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more question for you, Jim. You used to be on uh, Howard Stern a lot. Uh, how is that, like, you know, his new, whatever he's doing now, and I'm sure... I know you're still friends with a lot of those guys, so you know if you don't want to speak to this, it's fine. But but like his new um, path that he's taking with his radio show is very different <laughs> than when uh, you used to sit on sit in with him on the news and all that stuff, right? Yeah, look, you know how if it wasn't for Howard Stern, I would have no career. The guy made my career. You you know, working back at WISP back in the day, how big that show was. Yep, it was it, it was like going on the Johnny Carson show yep. for a comic. Yeah. I started selling out shows immediately. People still come. I'm almost like a classic rock actor. People used to listen to Howard Stern back in the day. Yep. Because they come to my shows, oh, my God, when you were on Howard Stern back in the day. So I'm like, yeah, I'm like the Bob Seger of comedians, you know. <laughs> and listen, he's he's 70 years old now. So yeah. even, you know, maybe 10 years ago, he changed the show. At 60, you can't be having girls coming in, sitting on a sibby and asking yep. to take their top off. Yep. That's way too creepy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he, he just changed and said, listen, I want to do pretty much an A-list interview show. So 
you know, God bless him, you know. Um, but when when I when I, when I was on, it was amazing it for my was. career. I I owe everything to him, and I never badmouth the show because if that's the direction you want it to go, then go in that direction. You just you know, no one has to listen if they don't want. Yeah, yep. exactly right. Jim Florentine, the Keswick Theater in Glenside, uh, coming up this summer, July nineteenth. Tickets go on sale in thirteen minutes. Thirteen they have minutes. Like a countdown clock. Yeah, we go do. get them now. We do. Go, go to keswicktheater.com. <laughs> yep. So we got to sell this out. Yeah. Yeah, sell this out for Jim and and Tammy, and Tammy Pescatelli is a great comic, Tom and then Carter. Tom Cotter yeah. too. All three of us. It's, it's a great show. It's going to be a great yeah. show. Can't can't wait to see you in, um, in July. Can I bring my teenage sons? Or you know, absolutely, he'll okay. love it. <laughs> you you might you might get a little offended. No, won't. I won't. Actually, I, that's the problem. You know. <laughs> Uh, by the way, Jim, uh, Dawn also believes that Blazing Saddles did not age well. Oh, no. That's just a wrong thing. Come on. It did not age well. No. Well, I mean, it's still funny to me. Amen. I, I, Amen. Amen. My 13-year-old son watched. He's like, wow. Yeah, this is what comedy was. It's a guy thing, Dawn. You wouldn't no, understand. It's a guy thing. It's still funny. I'm yeah. just saying it's mid. It's That's not all mid. I'm saying. It's, it's mid. mid. Yeah. mid. It's what not like oh. hysterical. Okay. 12-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks, yes, Tim. indeed. Woo-hoo. Jim Florentine <laughs> joining us here uh, on his voice. And Company. Oh, he has the best radio voice. That's some great pipes right there. Amazing. Uh, everybody, honestly, everybody should go see yeah. Jim Florentine. Help us sell this out for him just because he was canceled in Seattle. What a, yeah. what a ridiculous... He's not political. Not surprised, no. though. Seattle, I, Portland, Oregon, that, country, yeah, that section true. of the country. I have no idea who he votes for. I don't know if he votes for Biden. Yeah. I don't know if he votes for Trump. I don't care. I just want my... My comedy to be funny, well, and he's funny. How dare you demand that comedy be funny? But I mean, the outrageousness no, of that. Eleven minutes, the countdown clock, yeah. so yeah. you just can click. But it's keswicktheater.com. Yeah. So I'm going to buy some. I'm going to buy some. They're only the max tickets are thirty nine dollars, twenty nine to thirty nine bucks. Yeah. How, much, how much are the mid tickets? <laughs> <laughs> I am never mid, my dear. <laughs> I still think Monty right. Python. I think all those shows are fun. I just. Yeah, it's not as <clears throat> some things are not as good as you may remember. Yeah, that's you know what I mean. Like I Mike, Mike Carr on the YouTube chat says, Dawn just embarrassed all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, Jim's up. never coming back. I know, Jim was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> uh, to wrap it up with a call here, Ed is in the Northeast. He's got some thoughts on Jim and that type of comedy. Uh, Ed, you go right ahead, sir. I want to go to Hawaii, yay! <laughs> Special Ed. <laughs> yo, yo, he was he was the best. I used to see him all the time at the uh, at the Borgata. But yep. the two gay guys that used to own the place, the oh. Bogners, but they sold out to the woke group, the MGM. Ah, so now they're not having it. they're not having any more fun down there at the Borgata. No, no, no fun comedy uh, acts Aww. showing up at the Borgats. Not anymore. No. You got to really reach out. So I got first row with uh, with Dice Clay at Philly Park next month. I'm asking nice. Dawn if she wants to go. Oh, nice, oh, Dawn. You got an offer here. Dawn, you have an offer. Date. Are you going to buy tickets? No, non-committal. I don't want to tread on uh, Mr. Menti's feet. So. <laughs> Are you going to buy tickets to to Florentine at the Keswick July July? Gonna, yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm a I'm a VIP at the Keswick. I'm there all the time. It's a great venue. Ten yeah, minutes, ten all minutes. Right. They go on sale. There's Very not, good. There's like not a bad seat. There's at, not in the house. There's it's not. a Friday night in yep. July. It'll be fun. There you go. 
All right, uh, 9.50, uh, we're just about 10 minutes out. By the way, no cut sheet part due no, today for those that were anticipating that. It was Jim Florentine. It was Jim Florentine taking us home here on a Friday to wrap up the week. But the Dawn Show is coming up in 10 minutes, and we find out what she has lined up for the top of the hour. Oh, yep. wait, wait, hang on. Oh, what? what? Fast. Boys, what? can you put up the link to buy tickets for, for that show in the YouTube chat? Smart. And maybe Nick Kale, if you can tweet it out to us. Yeah, because the nine sure. is counting down, nine minutes, 44. Sorry, Dawn. Seconds. So, uh, yeah, coming up in nine minutes and 39 seconds, the same time that you got to buy your tickets, right? <laughs> um, we've got a great lineup for you. We've got Hope Danoff, and she's a Republican woman. She's, what is she doing in Pennsylvania? Just trying to get the vote out. We'll talk to Hope. We've got Guy Shiraki, 1030. We've got Nate Benefield at 11. I'm going to update you on a Pennsylvania policeman who, thank God, is coming home after being shot in the head. An amazing update that I'm going to bring forth to you. So we'll talk about that. And as well, uh, the disinformation that's happening right now, reporting by liberal media about the crime stats. So I'm, I'm, I'll do a, a take on that as far as what's really going on in our area and nationally with regard to yesterday's big newsers. We'll talk about all of it. All right. Dawn Show coming up in just about eight and a half minutes as we wrap up a Friday with Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. Today, Friday, March 1st, we celebrate the birthdays of Rob Afuso, the drummer for Skid Row, and Roger Daltrey of The Who, who turns 80. Notable singles today include TNT by ACDC and Kisses Shouted Out Loud. Both released in 1976. Some notable albums include Ten Summoners Tales by Sting in 93, Rush's debut in 74 that does not include Neil Peart, and Dark Side of the Moon by Floyd in 73. Also, Prince recorded When Doves Cry on this day in 84, Nirvana played their final show in 94, and Alice Cooper began his Billion Dollar Babies tour in 73 with his decapitation bit where he gets beheaded nightly on stage and still does that today. And lastly, it was on this day in 57 that the Everly Brothers signed with Cadence Records and recorded Bye Bye Love. And as a bonus fact today, speaking of the Everly Brothers, that's who me and my brother are named after. Wow. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Omquist. Oh, behind the music with Phil Omquist. He told told me that yesterday. He goes, I was named after a a famous Phil who is a musician. I was just like, I was trying to think of all of those. Phil Collins? Yeah, like all of those. But Phil Phil Everly. Nice Nice work. Nice. All right, there you go. Good job, Philip. As we wrap it up today with Who Won Twitter Today? Who won Twitter? Murph's mom wants Twitter. Murph's mom four. She says, yep, I agree. New Hope has a bunch of snotty liberals. <laughs> I live in Solberry Township with a New Hope address, so I encounter these elitists. We conservatives are very few and far between. Exactly. Aww. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I don't know. if I think conservatives are just in hiding. Maybe that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's because in Bucks County, it's pretty much 50-50. Yeah. If you look at the voter registration i tell you what what a week it's been folks i never thought dawn would badmouth saddles. <laughs> i never thought greg would just eviscerate ann on the radio it's been a week of takes it has it has it's been a good week yeah I, i'm not really sure we can replicate this week next week so, so i think we try. should just do a best of no we're not absolutely we'll just not. run this whole show back no we're not Big week next week, though, by the way. Uh, Obviously, Super Tuesday coming up and State of the Union on Thursday. Everybody have a great rest of your Friday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. And speaking of Dawn Stensland, here's Dawn with a word for the Piazza Auto Group. Yeah, because you've heard us talk about our friends from the Piazza Auto Group. 
all of us in my family, we, we are, we are going to Piazza, turning to Piazza for our auto purchases, whether it's here in Philadelphia, that's the Honda I go to. I have a family member who goes to the one in Chester County, one in Delco, but that's the power of the Piazza Auto Group, right? That they're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. And a huge congratulation to the, congratulations to the family of dealerships as they continue to grow. Yeah, this is like a like a baby shower, if you will. Piazza Premium Automobiles, growing their luxury collection of brands. So two new members we're welcoming into the family here. Infinity Ardmore, Maserati of the main line, both located there on Lancaster Avenue. You're going to get that same first-class experience that you've come to expect from Piazza Premium Automobiles. So find your newer certified pre-owned Infinity, Maserati, or other Piazza luxury brands like Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes-Benz, BMW. These are some of the most beautiful, sleekest vehicles on the road right now. You got to check them out. PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. P-I-A-Z-Z-A. Tell them Dawn sent you. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.